God of might, giver of every good gift, put into our hearts the love of your name, so that by deepening our sense of reverence, you may nourish us in us what is good, and by your watchful care, keep safe and what you have nourished. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you on the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. You duped me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. You were too strong for me, and you triumph. All the day I'm an object of laughter. Everyone mocks me. Whenever I speak, I must cry out. Violence and outrage is my message. The word of the Lord has brought me derision and reproach all the day. I say to myself, I will not mention him. I will speak in his name no more. But then it becomes like a fire burning in my heart, imprisoned in my bones. I grow weary holding it in. I cannot endure it. The word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, your spiritual worship. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly from the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. He turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. You are not thinking as God does, but as human beings do. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Or what can one give in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in his Father's glory, and then he will repay all according to his conduct. The Gospel of the Lord. Namaste. Dear friends, this is the normal way. We greet each other in India. Namaste means the God who is within me. Greet the God who is within you. 
Even Mother Teresa, when she traveled to different places, to different countries, she always greeted the people with the same greeting. So Namaste means the God who is within me, greets the God who is within you. Dear friends, my name is Father Anthony. I'm coming from southern part of India. Today I'm here on behalf of the mission group called Pastoral Evangelization and Children's Education. And I would like to share with you my own mission experience with this organization back home in India. The first mission work that we do is education to the children. Even though these days we hear about India saying that it is economically progressing and also it's a developing country, but at the same time, when we look into the statistics of India, there are more than 300 million children who do not have an access to go to school or who do not have an opportunity to go to school and get their education. And I can give you only two reasons why the children, they don't have an opportunity to go to school. The first reason is it is the lack of transportations to the missions. And most of the time, the missions are located in the countryside where we do not have proper transportations to the missions. And the schools are always located in the cities and in the towns, so which makes it hard for the parents to send their children to the schools which are far away from their homes. And the second reason is the economical poverty of the people. And most of our people are daily laborers who work in the fields and they depend on their daily wages to support their family as well as to educate their children. And when these people, when they go to work in the fields, they just get paid only $2 per day as their wages so which makes it hard for them to care for their family as well as to take care of the education of their children. To educate a child in the missions, it will cost only $25 a month. But most of the time, these people, they don't have even $25 to send a child to the school. So the mission work that we do right now with this organization, we go into these missions and talk to the children who are interested to go to schools, then we pick up those students and put them in the hostels where they stay during the school year and they go to nearby school. And once the children are in our own schools and in our own institutions, then we take care of their education and also we pay their tuition fee in the school. So right now we have more than 2,000 children in our own program for whom we provide education. And also once the children are in our own institutions, in our own schools, they always get good Christian formation. And that may be one of the reasons I can say why we have more vocations to priestly life and also vocations to religious life in India. Speaking about vocations, I can give you my own example. In my own home parish, we have only 500 Catholic families. But out of 500 Catholic families right now, we have 45 priests ordained in my own home parish who are working in different parts of the country and also who are working in different religious orders. 
So like that when we try to provide some opportunities for the students to go to schools and get educated, they always have better future. And we believe education makes difference in the lives of the children. So education is our primary concern in our own mission work. And the second mission work that we do is evangelization. And most of our people are new converts from Hindu religion. And these people have been converted to our Catholic faith maybe around some 30, 35 years back by the missionaries from this country, especially from Europe. And because of the good missionary work that these missionaries have done, I can proudly say we have more Catholics in the southern part of India. And also there is another reason why we have more Catholics in the southern part of India. It is because of St. Thomas, the apostle, one of Jesus' apostles, who traveled all the way to the southern part of India, and it was he who brought us an evangelization, and it was he who brought the word of God to us in the beginning. So because of St. Thomas, the apostle, I can say we have more Catholics in the southern part of India. In today's gospel reading, Jesus tells us, if anyone wants to follow Jesus, then he must deny himself or he must make a sacrifice and take up his own cross and follow him. And when we look into the present society, present world, where the world is growing so fast with the technology and other things, and people put the technology in the front run rather than the God. And that is what we see in today's first reading where the prophet Jeremiah is lamenting over the people because the basic fact, the, the people for God, that is the basic fact in our life is the God is the center of our life. Even in the first reading, when these people were brought from the slavery to the promised land, and they forgot everything who brought them out of the slavery, and they started to worship the pagan gods. And that is why in today's first reading, Prophet Jeremiah is lamenting over these people for their conversion. At the same time, Jeremiah did not back up. He wanted to preach them. He wanted to convert them. That is what Jesus means by when, we, when he says, take up your cross and follow me, means Jesus is not denying that we make use of all the God-given talents, that is, the skills and the talents that he is given. We have to make use of those talents in order to, for the glory of God. At the same time, we have to sacrifice if we want to really follow Jesus in our life. That is what Jesus is taught, uh, teaching us in today's gospel reading. And when we look into the missions and also when we work among the new converts, sometimes it's very hard for us to teach about our own Catholic faith because according to the Hindu background, these people, they believe in anything and everything as their gods. So when we try to explain about our own sacraments and about our own religion, Sometimes it's very hard for them to understand, but at the same time, there are many people who are willing to come to our church and learn about our own Catholic faith. In the long run, they want to convert to our Catholic faith. So in order to help these people to live a better Christian life within our own Christian communities, we try to organize different faith formation programs for these people because it is always necessary to have these kind of programs for these people 
to update about our own Catholic faith and also to help them to live a, a better Christian life within our own Christian communities. And also we try to provide support for the seminarians who are in the formation so that they can also pursue their vocations to priestly life. So these are the few works that we do with this organization back home. There are many more other works that we do with this organization. So today I am here on behalf of this mission organization to appeal to you for your own financial support. Whatever support that we can receive in the mission collection will go a long way to help in our own mission work back home in India. And there are some envelopes at the back of the church in the basket. You can make use of those envelopes for your contributions and also you can drop your contributions in the basket there at the back of the church. And if you don't have any money now, you can take those envelopes home and bring them back next week when you come for a, uh, masses and drop them, drop them in the collection basket. Before concluding, I just would like to share with you my first experience in this country, even though it is little humor, but it always makes a point. When I first came into this country, I saw there are lots of choices in the life. You take any kind of life, we find many choices to choose between. And if you go to a grocery store, you know how many choices we have to choose between. And if you go to a restaurant, you know how many choices we have to make a decision. Sometimes even in our own real life, with all the choices that we have, it becomes very hard to make a right decision between all the choices. So my first experience was, I was in Chicago with my friend who was from India. The first morning, he gave me a cereal for breakfast and he said, this is called cereal and this is what most of the time people eat here for breakfast. So wherever you go, you ask for cereal, you will get it. But he didn't tell me that there are so many kinds of cereal. <laughs> so I went to Scranton Diocese in Pennsylvania I was by myself. The housekeeper, she came up to me, she said, what do you want for your breakfast? I know only one name. I, I said to her, I want cereal. Then she said, what kind of cereal? I was lost. <laughs> I told her, could you take me to the kitchen? I will find out my own. Again, she came up to me, she said, do you want eggs for your breakfast? I thought it is easy to order them. I said, yes. Then she said, how do you want your eggs? <laughs> and I told her, forget about the eggs. Because I didn't know how to order them. In the same way, even if you ask for a glass of water, you will never get it. They will ask you, do you want with ice or without ice? Or with lemon or without lemon? In India, for example, if you ask for coffee, you will get coffee. No questions will be asked. <laughs> because we don't have regular decaf or one percent or two percent milk. So when we think about all the choices, sometimes it's hard to make a right decision between all these choices. But when we think it positively, God has given us all these choices to make use of them, to live our life happily, and also to appreciate the goodness of God that we have in our own life and also within our own society. 
But when I think about my own mission work back home, with the people with whom we work, especially with the children with whom we work, they don't have many opportunities in their life, but we are trying to provide some opportunities for the students to go to schools and get educated. So it is through education and evangelization that we are trying to bring the gospel values to these people in our own mission work back home in India. At this juncture, I would like to make a special request. If anyone is willing to support a child, needy child in our school, you are most welcome to do so. It will be $300 a year to uh, educate a child in the missions. So if you are interested, you can see me after the Mass at the back of the church, and I will give you some more information about this program. And I am very grateful to the propagation of faith in this diocese, and also Father Joseph here and Deacon Jack here, who had given me this opportunity to come over here to share my own mission experience with you all. And we promise that we will keep in our own prayers and pray for you all. So once again, thank you, and God bless you. Namaste. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.